welcome back to our fifth Bearcat alumni chat. I'm Christine Chamarco, one of the sports information interns, and today I am joined by fellow interns Julia Capone and Victoria Kissling. With us here today, we also have assistant, assistant athletic director and sports information director John Nevis. Today, our special guest is former softball player and current acting head coach Nicole Bellini. Welcome and thank you for being here with us today. Hi, everybody. How you doing? Thank you for having me. Nicole Bellini played on the softball team from 2016 to 2018. She was a three-time CUNYAC All-Star, three-time team MVP, and two-time team captain. She is also Baruch's lead all-time in batting average at .406, second best all-time in doubles with 34, and seventh best in runs scored with 45. In 2019, Bellini became the assistant softball coach, and this past November, of 2020, she transitioned to current acting head softball coach. So with that, I'll go into my first question. What was it like being a student athlete at Peru? It was great. It was a lot. It was it, when I uh, transferred into Peru because I was a transfer, right? Um, I transferred from a school um, in New Jersey. It was division one um, where softball was more, took up more time of my schedule than school did, right? So I was I had three to four practices a day, just about every day besides our one day off. Um, you know, there was a lot going on from six o'clock in the morning until sometimes 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. Um, tons and tons of games. So softball was most of my time at that point when I was a freshman. And then school was, you know, the other thing that I had to get done. And I wasn't crazy about that for a while, right? So when I transferred to Baruch, um, it kind of hit me right away how much time I really had to dedicate to my classes and how the education and the classes and everything was, was a lot more intense, but in a good way, because I felt like I was already learning more and, and getting more out of it. But I had to totally change up how my first year of college went and really start uh, hitting the books right away. And softball was my passion and it was what I loved. Um, but I had to make sure I really dedicated a lot more time to, to school than, than I was prior. Um, and, it, and it was a little bit of a transition period for me. But um, after a little while, I think I got pretty acclimated and, and, and then it flowed. But uh, it, was, uh, it was intense, but it was worth it. Awesome. With a career like as de um, decorated as yours, what would you say your favorite memory is either as a player or as a coach or, yeah? Um, as a player, I, I think it was my first year on the team. Um, and the reason being uh, was because that year we really weren't expected to do very well. I felt like coming into Baruch that, that spring, my sophomore spring, um, I feel like a lot of the schools in our conference really didn't expect much from us. Um, and we ended up making it into the playoffs and we played pretty well in the playoffs. We went a lot further than I think maybe even our coaches may have originally expected us to. Um, but along with that, uh, I ended up making a lot of really beautiful friendships um, that I still have now, um, kind of like a core couple of group of girls that, 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 you know, I became friends with that even when they graduated, because some of them were a little older than me, we still kept in touch and we're still, you know, great friends now. So we made a lot of good memories. Um, 
and it was just it was there was a lot of excitement that year there was a lot of wow I think we can really do this um and if we really buckle down and 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 clean up the little things that we need to do I think we're going to shock a lot of people and I think we did and, and it was a great experience that's great that you guys were able to improve um how how were you able to balance both sports and academics well similar to like the first question I really had to buckle down um even though I'm from New York I really never went to the city before um, I transferred to Baruch. Uh, you know, I technically Staten Island is one of the five boroughs, but I was never really in Manhattan. Like I kind of really only went to see the Christmas tree, you know, in Rockefeller Center or to the, the wax museum with my friends, like when we were teenagers, whatever. But um, when I first started going to Baruch, I was like, wow, there's so much to do. And there's so many food is like my number one thing. I was like, there's so many different types of, you know, cuisines and things. And I wanted to do everything. And I kind of really like after the first, just like right away, the first couple of weeks, I was like, all right, Nicole, relax, because you really need to focus. Um, and if you get your stuff done, then by all means, go ahead. And the commute was kind of long. So I found myself in the library a lot because I didn't want to wait until I got home to get all my stuff done. I was like, okay, well, we, I have a gap between class and practice or class and the time that we have to go to a game. Let me get some stuff done because I know that tonight, if we have a good game or whatever, when we come back, we're gonna wanna like go out to eat or do something and hang out. And I'm really not gonna be able to if my stuff's not done because I have always been a procrastinator and at Baruch that didn't fly. It just didn't, I, I, I couldn't do it. I wouldn't have made it out alive and I wouldn't have got my stuff done. So like I said before, I really had to change up my tone and the way I kind of scheduled my stuff. I was really never one to schedule. I'd be like, all right, I'll do it when I can do it and I'll do it when I have time. But I started making lists. I started making all these different things to make sure that if I wanted to do all the things that I wanted to do, uh, I had to get my stuff done. What made you get into softball coaching and how does it feel to be able to be doing that at your alma mater, Brew College? So I actually started coaching I guess my first ever coaching kind of experience was um, when I was in high school, I had made my varsity high school team as a freshman. Um, and I knew the JV coach, she was one of the teachers in the school. Um, she was a math teacher and she didn't have an assistant. So a lot of times after the varsity practice, the JV used to come in and I was like, just like softball junkie and I never wanted to leave and I always just like wanted to be involved so I started helping the JV coach run the JV practices and I started doing the outfield she would take the infield and I would take the outfield and I would help the even though some of the girls were my friends or the same age as me or even a year older than me because some of them were sophomores and I was a freshman I felt like I could help so I tried to help in whatever capacity I could and then after that um after I graduated high school the travel team that I played for um, my coach ended up becoming a college coach, right? So then that team needed a coach. So then I got involved with coaching that. Um, and I just really loved it. I, I loved trying to get across any knowledge that I felt like that I had that could help, whether it was regarding a specific position or base running or whatever it was. And, and not in a not in always like a teaching way, but just in like a conversational way, I, I would try to talk physical. Yeah, I, you have to remember at that point, a lot of the girls were the same age as me, right? So it wasn't like I had a few years on the girls. I was always, I've always found myself that I was coaching girls that were around the same age as me. So I didn't 
try to get it across in a, in a, in a way that they felt like I was attacking them, but in a conversational way. And it seemed like it, it went, always went over well. And it was always like, always had a good outcome. And I was like, wow, I really love this. Like, I really love being involved. And, and even if I'm not the one that's on the field doing something of importance to help whatever team I'm around right now, grow and and do better and perform well. And, um, and then to the second part of that, uh, how it feels being able to coach at Baruch, that's a crazy feeling. Um, and when Joe called me, uh, what was it last year? I think last September, like 2019 September. Um, I was like, I was shocked. And I, and I was like, really? Like, do you want me to come and coach? You, you want me to come and coach at Baruch? And he was like, yeah, yeah. You know, I want, I want you to come. I want to, I want to see what you're about. I hear a lot of good things. And I was like, wow, that would be, that would be sick. I just graduated and I get to be involved again. So, um, take a lot of pride in that. I feel very grateful for that. Um, and I hope that when we get back to it and everything is um, good to go again, that, that we're able to have a lot of fun and I'm able to see the program grow. Because I've seen the program grow from when I got there to when I left. And I want to see it continue to, to grow as time goes on. It's once a bear cat, always a bear cat, right? Yes. <laughs> if there was one day you could relive as a bear cat, what would it be and why? I think I know the answer to that question. Um, just so it's kind of on a sad note, but try to make it a happy note. Um, I mentioned it when I had my, uh, when I did the Instagram takeover. Um, I think it was one of the most important, one of the most memorable and probably one of the most important um, softball experiences that I ever had, or one of the most powerful, I guess maybe you can say. Um, I had a sick family member, I think it was my junior year. Um, and she was upstate and I was going back and forth upstate uh, just about every day. Um, you know, I would either go from practice or from class upstate and then come back down if we had practice or a game or whatever. And I was kind of back and forth from, for, for, for like two weeks. And she was always very, my aunt was always very, very supportive of, of me playing softball. Um, my cousins played baseball their whole lives. So, so she always understood like that life that we live as athletes and, you know, some, sometimes family members don't really get it. Sorry, I think I lost you. Um, sometimes family members don't really get it, but she was always very supportive and, and she really loved it. So when she was sick, you know, one of the last times I left the hospital um, when I was visiting her, I, I don't know what made me say it, but I was like, I have a game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave and I'm going to be back, um, you know, tomorrow or tonight. And I'm going to hit you a home run. And I don't know why I said that because I never hit home runs. And, and anybody that ever watched my career from, you know, when I was younger to high school and into college, I only had it even just in college. I only had a couple. Um, I didn't hit home runs. I just, I got on, I tried to get on base as much as I could. And, um, and that was my goal. So I'm trying to make it long story short, but we had a double header against Lehman at Lehman. Um, and at the time I was, uh, I was leading off for, for the team that day. I, they had me as a leadoff batter. Um, and my first at bat of the first game, I just felt really good that day. And, and I hit the fence, my first at bat, I hit the fence and I felt, and I felt good. I just, that day, I felt like I was in the zone. Like I was locked in and I, and I just, I felt really comfortable in the box and the pitcher was a great pitcher. So it wasn't like, it was like, Oh, I pitch is not that great. You know, I'm going to tee off. It was it was, a, it was a battle still. And, and I just felt good. So my first at bat hit the fence of the first game and then whatever happened the rest of the game, the second game, I let off again. And my first at bat of the second game, I hit a home run. And I just felt like this, I can't even explain it, but I felt like this rush 
through my body. It was like the first thing that I thought of is that, oh my God, I told D last night that I was going to hit her a home run. And my, my second thought was, where's the ball? Somebody get me the ball because I need the ball. I need it. I need to have it. And I need to give it to her. So I'm hysterical crying, running around the bases because that's how I am. And I crossed home plate and my teammates kind of knew what was going on. They didn't know that I had told her that, but they knew that I was, I had been down the last couple of weeks and they just piled on me at home plate and they made me feel so good. And I looked up and my dad was, uh, my dad was always at all of my games, but he was up there on the Hill at Lehman and he was crying. And I, and I basically left for a minute. I just, I, I ran up the Hill. I gave my dad a huge hug. Um, Somebody gave me the ball and yeah, that is, that is a day I will never forget in my softball career. That was, I don't know what, what it was, but it happened. And, and I'll just say, I will never be able to forget that. That's wonderful. So as you know, we've been in the pandemic for basically a year now. So as the current acting softball head coach at Brew College, what advice do you give to student athletes during these times with their seasons being canceled? You know, it's rough and, you know, you and Julia are, are two of my girls, right, uh, on the team at, at this point. And, and sometimes I don't know what to say. So honestly, um, I, I try to find the words and I try to say the right things, but it's hard knowing that if I was in your shoes, I don't, I, I would be so frustrated and I would be so upset. Right. So it's hard to, to sometimes just be like, you know, it one day we're going to play again and everything is going to go back to normal. And I know that you guys don't want to hear that. I know that no athlete wants to hear that. You guys want to be on the field. I want to be on the field as the coach. Right. So so sometimes it's hard. But um, I think one of the constant things that I can think about um, is that you control the things that you can control while we're in this situation. You control getting the best grades that you can right now and, and putting as much time into your work as you can right now, because most times you have to juggle a million things, right? And you still have to juggle life with school right now, but softball isn't thrown into the mix. So it's kind of like, you know, get that 4-0 while you don't have all these other things going on and, and do the best you can in school and maybe take up a new hobby, focus on something, and then focus on your game while you're home. Focus on the little things that you don't need to be on a field um, with a softball and a bat and a glove. Like mentally go through situations, watch softball on TV because there are conferences that are playing um, all over the country right now. And not even just for softball, I guess for any athlete, try to focus on the things that you don't always get to think about when there's a whole bunch of stuff going on and when there's 18 other athletes around you, because you know, when you have team practice, there's a whole bunch of people, right? Try to try to control the things that you can control. And with that, try to set small goals for yourself because I, I especially at home, I've been working from home now for a year because I work in the city. I was working in the city before this happened as well in IT. Um, it's hard to stay cooped up for a long time. I don't know if it's my ADHD. I don't know what it is. I have ADHD or maybe it's that, but I can't sit still. I have the itch to be out outside on a field somewhere that's not in this room. This room that you see is the room I've been working in for the last year, right? So set small goals for yourself so that you feel like you're getting things done because you are, whether you realize it or not, maybe it's not playing a double header. Maybe it's not pitching 10 innings one day, whatever it is. Maybe it's not those things. 
but there's so many things that you guys have been getting done while you've been home. So give yourself a pat on the back for those things and keep in mind that you are getting, you know, there's a lot of positives that are coming out. You're growing as a person, you're learning so many things, um, things that you probably wouldn't have otherwise learned if this didn't happen. So I know it's really tough and I know it's hard to hear the same thing over and over again sometimes and you don't want to hear it and I wouldn't want to hear it either, but try to keep those things in the back of your head most days. And you're allowed to be sad sometimes. Don't, don't beat yourself up if you just have a bad day and you're really upset about it or you're really mad. That's fine. That's allowed. As long as you can regroup um, and move on from it, you know, that later that day or the next day, then I think, you know, you'll be okay. That's great advice. Hopefully that helps. <laughs> what is your current job today outside of coaching and what can students do at Baruch College to make sure that they have a job in line after graduation? Um, so that's huge. And, and actually, one of the reasons that um, I left the institution that I was at before I transferred to Baruch is because I saw I was, you know, I was a freshman, um, but I saw a lot of the seniors um, had no idea what they were going to do when they graduated, like really like were lost. And it scared me. And I know I know that I was a freshman and it was like, well, why is it such a big deal when you're a freshman? But like, Going into college, one of my goals from the very beginning was that when I graduated, I wanted to have a job lined up. It was so important to me. It was so important to me. Um, and when I saw that, it kind of scared me. And I was like, okay, I don't want to be in that situation. So when I transferred, you know, I made sure that one of the things that I was going to get done was definitely that because I saw how many resources there were uh, available at Baruch. Um, so sorry, back to the first part of your question. What do I do? Uh, I got a degree in computer information systems from Zipkin School of Business. Um, and the concentration for that major was data analytics. That's what I studied. So CIS and then the track, there was like a couple of different tracks was data analytics. So I work in IT. And with IT, there's like the coding and all the, the backend work and creating all the, all the um, stuff. There's the coding, which is basically what I got my degree in. And then there's what I do. I don't even actually do what I got my degree in. And I think that's also something that a lot of um, people in college have to understand is that what you get your degree in, you're not really learning what you're going to do at work one day. You're, you're learning the fundamentals and the basics so that you have some knowledge and that you're able to understand when things people throw things that relate to it at you but it's not going to be exactly what you're doing more likely than not. Right. So now I work, it's called the front end. So say you have some type of application that's being built. So in my scenario, it's an insurance product, an insurance company needs to be able to, their employees need to be able to walk into work every day, pull up their insurance application and be able to do their job. They need to be able to create policies for people. They need to keep track of the people that sell the policies for them. And I won't get into the most of the, the stuff, but I work on what the users see, the user interface. And I make sure that, you know, if this button is supposed to do this, that it's doing that all the time and that it doesn't break. And I try to do a million different things to break that button. And I have to make sure that it doesn't break. And if it does break, I have to tell somebody about it. And then the back end people, the people that I said code, they have to fix their code, give it to me again, and I have to check it again. And then my job, once I think that it looks good and it does what it's supposed to do, I show the business people that work at the insurance company, this is what this screen is going to look like in the future. Now you use it and you tell me if it does what you need it to do. And if it doesn't do what you need it to do, I got to go back to the people that code again, make them fix it again, and then check it again and then give it back to the business again. So that's kind of like the cycle of my job. And, and I guess in a way I'm like, kind of like the middleman. I understand the code, but I don't code. 
and I understand what the business needs, but I don't do the business, right? So it's kind of that in between. That's my job. That, that I think is the simplest way to put it. It's called a product owner is one, there's technically two, two roles. So there's product owner. Product owner means out of this big insurance system, there's a bunch of different like sections to it, I guess you can say. I own the billing system. So I have to make sure that the billing system does all the things that it needs to do for the insurance company. So product owner and business analyst is the other title that is used for my job sometimes. Business analyst means I'm, you know, I'm working with the business and I'm making sure that the business has all their requirements met and things like that. Um, Julia, you asked me how to, what I would say is, is, a, is a good way to make sure that students have a job when they graduate. The way I got my job was we had practice one day and uh, John, you would remember Kate Vitches, right? Yes, um, yes. She looked at me after my head was in the garbage pail because we got in trouble when we ran and I threw up and she said, get your blazer. We're going to the career fair. And I said, absolutely not. And she said, go do it now because we're leaving. And I said, fine. So I cleaned myself up. I threw my dress clothes on, put my head, my hair in a bun that probably looked something like this. And I went to the career fair. Um, so that's just the career fair. I mean, I know right now um, with the pandemic, it's different. Um, you can't have a whole, you know, 200 people in the, in the gym at school. But the career fair, um, the Star Resource Center, um, connections with alumni, uh, I think those are a bunch of different tools that you could use um, as an athlete at Baruch because businesses, especially in the city, companies in the city, they love Baruch students. They just, they just do. And I could see it when I came, when I went to the career fair that people were approaching me from companies that had no idea who I was or what I was doing, but they knew that I was graduating with a degree from the Zicklin School of Business specifically because it was like a lot of business uh, companies. And they were like, what? Can you do this? Would you be able to do that? Yeah. Okay. Apply. Like they just, they want you, they want Baruch kids. So um, I think if you step out, if you stick your foot out that, you know, you're gonna, you're, and you do what your, your part, you make your resume and you check it. Um, I think you'll be in a great position to um, have a job or an internship lined up for when you graduate. There's a lot of resources. And especially what I said about the alumni, I think that's bigger than most people realize um, because like myself and I know my friends, we already said, you know, if, if somebody on the softball team, for example, just because they played softball, you know, if somebody's looking for an internship or somebody's looking for a job, hit me up, connect me with them because we're always looking for interns. We're always looking for somebody to give experience, whether it's for a school credit or for money, you know, every company is different, but those, those connections go a long way for sure. Uh, what qualities do you look for when you're recruiting for a softball player? Mm -hmm. um so when i'm recruiting right uh one of the main things that i focus on um is is the way that the athlete carries themselves uh during the game when they have a bad at bat i think i probably focus more on bad at bats than good at bats right because the expectation at this point is that these athletes that that are in the showcases majority if not every single one of them know how to catch a ball, know how to field the ball, know how to hit a ball, right? And the chance that I am watching them that day have a spectacular game on the day that I'm there to watch them is kind of slim. And if they do, fantastic. All the more reason for me to want to recruit them. But the little things that most, I feel like softball players don't pick up and think are important um, when they're trying to be recruited is the way they carry themselves, 
the way they handle bad experiences on the field or in the box, um, and the knowledge that they have of the game. So if I see, say, an outfielder, for example, that knows what to do in a specific scenario without having to be told, I'm like, wow. Even if her arm isn't the greatest, even if she's not the fastest, she knows the game of softball or a base runner that really knows is like really aggressive, but aggressive and knowledgeable is super important. So it's not always how far you can hit a ball or how far, you know, you know, how strong your arm is. I feel like there's a lot more little pieces that go into it and those are, and, and coachability. And those are the things that I really do pay attention to because once we get you here, right. If you know the game, you're dangerous. Once we get you to Baruch, if I have to work on your arm strength, that can be done. If I have to work on how easily you field picks, that could be done. But if you know the game inside and out, you're dangerous. And if you're able to have a conversation with a coach and I see that your coaches approach you and you don't walk away from them and you don't slam your bat when you have a bad at bat and all these little things, if I see that, we're in good shape and the other things we can work on. That's what it takes, future Bearcats. And <laughs> with that, how has been how has being a student athlete at Baruch College made you the person that you are today? It taught me actually. It, it's funny because um, I should have I should be one to take my own advice. When I was in college, I ended up for one reason or another. I I never had an internship. I didn't. By the time I graduated, I had all my little jobs that I did, and I was really into coaching. So I really spent all my time like with softball that I wasn't doing my schoolwork, and I didn't have an internship. So when it came time for me to get a job and I had to intern for a job, um, I mean, I had to interview for my jobs. Uh, my resume had softball coach and answering the phone at the Chinese restaurant. That was my resume. That's what I had because that was my job experience. So I had to sell everything about me being a student athlete related to having a job, relates, being a student athlete to having a job and sell myself that way. And it seemed like it worked every time so far. So being a student athlete at Baruch is, like I mentioned before, just because it's so intense with the schoolwork. So that definitely had a lot to do with it. But being a student athlete in general is really what's going to shape you into being a successful asset to a company somewhere. And one of the scenarios that I used when I was in my interview, they kind of asked me like an adversity question, like, um, how do you respond to like being thrown into the fire basically and not being really prepared? And I was like, well, and I even apologized in the beginning. I was like, I'm just going to let you know now, most of, most of my answers are going to relate to me playing softball because that's what I know my whole life. That's what I've done all these years. Right. And now that, now that's time to, to, to kind of turn it on to corporate world. But this is my experience. I said, well, my senior year, uh, we didn't really have a catcher and Victoria don't laugh, but I had to learn how to catch <laughs> or try to learn how to catch. I had to learn how to try. I, 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 I didn't have a choice. I said, listen, if, if that's what we need, then that's what I have to try to do. Now, whether or not I was successful, you can ask Victoria because I called for Victoria for a short time, but I will take to the grave with me that in the, in, in the few couple of games that I caught, I had, I think, I think I threw three girls out at second base and I will, and I will take that with me forever. But um, it taught me, it taught me a lot. It taught me discipline. Being a student athlete taught me discipline. It taught me how to work through adversity. It taught me how to work through being uncomfortable. It taught me how to, believe it or not, 
have conversations with my boss at work, how to communicate with your coach. If you don't have respect with your coach when you're an athlete, you're not going to have respect for your boss when you're a worker, right? So it taught me all those things, a lot about communication, a lot about, you know, trying to be a good leader. Um, and yeah, those are all the things that I tried to take with me when I, when I graduated from being an athlete to being a worker, being an employee somewhere. Nicole, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, you you definitely have left your mark on Brooks softball. You're the all-time leader in batting average, and uh, um, you know certainly uh, Brooks softball was better with you on the team. And uh, you thank know, it's, you. It's, it was uh, you know tough not to be able to play this spring, but you know now sure. you know, like like I told you before, we have to start thinking about scheduling for next season. And sure. uh, you know that's 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 the way it has to be now. We just have to think to the future. But thanks so much for yep. your words of advice. Obviously, you're out in the real world, as we like to say, <laughs> and you can definitely uh, give the students and the experience of what that's like. You know what's going to be coming, especially for our seniors. But obviously, we also thank you for you know all the advice that you provided, and uh, it was uh, it was really good. And uh, you know we're looking forward to softball season next year. Me too. And thank you again so much for having me uh, hop on today. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. And I always love connecting with everybody. So anytime. All right. Thank you so much. This has been the Brew College Bearcat Alumni Chat. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for visiting the Brew College Athletics Podcast. To listen to this podcast, you can find it on Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, to name the few. And don't forget also to visit our athletic website, brookathletics.com. This has been a presentation of the Brook College Sports Information Department.